It is a very special edition of Verbal Tap. We have from NBC's Strong, Adam Von Rothfelder. But to get the show started, we thought, what better way than to, you know, make it Verbal Tap time. And it's unbelievable, almost, that we would even get the show's executive producer. But here to take us through it, Sylvester Stallone. Sly, thanks for being on Verbal Tap. Where did Strong come from? Hey, yo, you know, the thing about Strong is uh, basically it's more than just a reality show. It's about getting in there, getting in the moment, and when you're getting in there, testing yourself to the limits. Are you just reading the copy for the show? When you get in there, this is not a weight loss competition. It's about proving how strong you can be. That sounds uh, exactly like the tagline. Thank you for reiterating it. But that, you know, stay strong. Are you saying you got to be strong? Verbal tap <laughs> slides to load. Me, nobody's going to hit as hard in life. But it's not about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you get hit and you keep moving forward. It's from Rocky, isn't it? That's not important right now. See, Kevin, the thing is, you're the disease, and I'm the cure. Judge Dredd? I'm the law. (laughs) That's okay. Debt and Demolition Man. First of all, they're both Oscar snubs. And second, I'm I'm an aficionado. That sounds like Dredd. I told you I was going to do the show. He's an Oscar snub. Demolition Man 2. You and Wesley back at it, maybe this time either in a more advanced future or, hey, you work, you're the artist, but thank you for swinging by. Uh, What can we expect from Strong this season? I mean, they're all strong, so there's going to be a lot of, you know, people like, hey, yo, I'm strong. I'm going to be like, yo, keep punching, they're strong, that's the thing. Now, here's the thing, okay? I, that, you drifted into some Rocky again. I mean, you wrote it, so it's copyright. You work. know, sometimes I don't know where I'm at. Sometimes I'm a little confused. Ditto. But um, here's the thing I'm going to tell you. This show called Strong is about being strong. And it's got great trainers like Adam. And you know what I mean? It's going to be the best thing i ever seen, maybe. Verbal Tap fans. Sliced alone. I am the law. <laughs> and we're going to bring Raph back on just in time. Raph, sliced alone, uh, broke it down for us. You ready to go? It sounded like he did. It yeah. sounded like sliced alone uh, may have also uh, been drinking a little bit. Well, I don't, you know, I don't judge. I don't know his lifestyle. You know, maybe he's I in Europe. Either. Uh, whatever he was drinking was definitely strong. See, we did it again, people. It's just, that's the verbal tap. It's going to be a strong episode. But let me tell you this. I am so excited to talk with Adam because, uh, if you guys are watching the show, cool. If you're not, please get on it. It's really, it's, it's, it's addictive to, uh, get on a a show that actually demonstrates, uh, for us, you know, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu and mixed martial artists. It shows kind of, how you can have comparable training in those respective fields to that of the more traditional, like, Hey, I'm going to bench press a million pounds. 
and uh, showing how you can use those in practical lights. And one of the things I like about it is it is a reality show competition, but there's also elements of, you know, there's a lot of empowerment to it. There's a lot of like uh, getting uh, to improve yourself. And yeah, sure, winning the money is super great. But I think you see a lot of these people get really uh, happy that they're changing their lives. So on top of all of that, Sylvester Stallone is producing it. And I mean, for us, it's really cool to see somebody who has a mixed martial arts background get in there and represent the sport. Now, do they like him? That's questionable. On the show, they try to do the evil editing villain kind of thing because nobody else is a villain on this show, apparently. Um, but I think if you watch the show, and Kev, maybe I can ask your opinion on this. Did you find Adam to be a villain? No, I'm deep in. I like his movement strategies. I did find myself taking some notes on how to strengthen my core. Yeah, I mean, and like, Adam uh, may or may not hear this part. So going to we'll, spend as we'll much see. time as I can not asking him just to make my jujitsu game better. It's all, I all want the journalistic very, integrity I've got. Very clear about what Kevin did because Adam has modeled in the past. Yeah, he is. And Kev, how long did it take you to find a picture of him where he was barely wearing clothes? 47 seconds. Okay. That's Kevin's research. It's a uh, hashtag Kevin's research. Hey, make sure to put that on there. Yeah. Easy on the eyes. That I just like that you in Kevin's like, and it, it's a recurring <laughs> theme of the show that Kevin will find his way to deciding if a fighter will win or lose based on abs. Yeah. Should have seen my grad school papers or same logic. Same basic. <laughs> but in this instance, Kevin was like, hmm, Adam von Rothfelder mm-hmm. apps. Oh, I found it. There it is. <laughs> so, Adam, you have an admirer from afar in one Kevin Phillips in more ways than one. In more ways than one. Let's uh let's get to that right now. Let's let's get the spark started. I'm really sorry I said that Verbal Tap fans, we have on an exciting person in the entire MMA field right now because he's representing uh, MMA movement, sort of that next stage of training on a major level. NBC, is that right, Raph? Am I getting the call sign letters correct for the broadcasting company? You're super professional. Yes, you are. NBC Strong. It airs Thursdays at 8 p.m. That is uh, 7 p.m., I believe. Uh, central time zone but you guys want to be watching this it is executive produced by sylvester stallone and if you know one thing about this podcast it's whatever sylvester stallone does we endorse yeah that's just a rule cold blind and on the podcast today unlike benny not at all dead to us adam van rothfelder movement specialist mma badass kickboxing badass i've seen some footage adam how are you doing today I'm good. I'm good. I'm trying to silently figure out how I'm going to live up to that introduction. But, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm feeling really good. And uh, I appreciate the uh, the love on, uh, on Strong. It's, uh, you're right. I think you do have to actually blindly endorse anything Sylvester Stallone does just because he's rocky and, yeah. you know, and that, that's just, you know, I mean, if you don't, he'll just knock you out. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, 
I mean, I'm going to be really honest with you. It's taking everything in me not to do Sylvester Stallone voice to you as the resident impressionist on the show. So um, that's on my inside. That's a struggle I face. But for you, when you do get that call that says, hey, Sly Stallone kind of wants to do this show and it's, you know, a little bit of Biggest Loser, a little bit of Ninja Warrior, except imagine American Gladiators taking the Eliminator course with the contestant. Uh. Yeah, I mean, uh, what was it like getting that call? Is that what you're yeah. asking? Yeah, how quickly yeah. were you just like, sign me up? Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I didn't even know that much going into it. Um, I, it was a little, uh, it was a little looser than that. I was just kind of like, wait, I get to represent, I get to represent the Midwest MMA in NBC against some of the best trainers in the world and prove what I have. Ah, uh, yeah, sign me up. I'm good yeah. to that. And then I'm like, wait, Sylvester Stallone's involved? Oh, yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> you know, and then I'm like, I'm like, wait, and Gabrielle Reese is the host? I'm like, okay, this is getting even better. You know, and uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was hard. Uh, it was hard not to get up like a little bitty schoolgirl and, uh, you know, start doing backflips. But I, I resisted, you know, and uh, I showed up, uh, you know, to the show uh, with my game face on and came out swinging. Yeah, and I haven't seen last night's episode, so don't spoiler alert anything for me yet, crowd. Uh, but your ability on the wall is unparalleled. The climbing exercise, that was beast. Yeah. Because yeah, you yeah. weren't even done. Like, as they showed the last clip of the other trainer <laughs> falling, you're up at the top. Just like, I got yeah. at least 15 more. Oh, well, we're good. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny when that happened, uh Gabriel uh, Reese, she like shouted out to me like a couple of times, Adam, you won. You know, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm up there. I'm like ready to go. I'm like, okay, Gabrielle said something. Yeah. You know, and then she's like, Adam, you can come down now. And I'm just like sitting there and I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, why aren't we going? You know, and literally like 15 seconds, I turn around, I see every other trainer down there by their partner. I'm like, what? And I'm like, wait. Holy shit! I won. Oh, that you know, has been I, talked uh, about. I, ju- I jumped down and uh, I jumped down and I saw CC crying and I'm like, "Holy crap!" I'm like, "I just saved us." I'm like, "That's that's amazing." I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm uh, I did it. I'm <laughs> you know I backed my shit up. So um, you know, and, and it's funny because I'm not a climber. You know, everybody they they kind of talk about how I, how I have this legendary grip, and it's you know it's from a lot of jujitsu and a lot of uh, body weight training and just, you know, hanging on things. And, you know, the, uh, the, the climbing just can't comes from, you know, coordination. I mean, I think I maybe have climbed maybe seven to 10 times in my life, you know, in the sense of like, Oh, I'm going to go to a, a rock climbing place. And I mean, Adam you know? could have fooled us though, because yeah, we trained you know, jujitsu. I can't climb like that. I was about to say, Kevin, and I both, <laughs> but here's the nice part about that. In that same regard, Kevin and I both do jujitsu. So, when they immediately show you using body movement, Kevin and I are already in because we see that yep, you're like, demonstrating the kind of warm-ups, the kind of uh, things that make our sport so interesting and different because I, I don't know that everybody quite understands what it's like to have that mobility. And uh, right. so we immediately see that. And then as the extra cherry on top, you do this really cool grips exercise that sends me to go train last night and be like, yeah, I can do gi. I got good grips. Um, I'm sad to report I do not. Yeah. But 
<laughs> you definitely made me believe for about a good hour that I was like, oh, I can hang. I can do this. And then I started thinking, I was like, me climbing that thing? Mm, I don't know. But we, we are very appreciative of you uh, representing the sport like that. Now, we have to talk a little bit about the actual show itself. One of the yes. things that we found so we interesting. Have questions. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> that, you know what I mean? And, and Kevin led this off by saying, you know, unlike Benny, you're not dead to us and you're not. But. Is there something that's to be said for like when people get on that show, they f- almost forget they're on a reality show because they're like, you're dead to me. Wait, you're going to put me into this challenge? Wait, how dare you do that on a reality show where we're supposed to compete against each other? <laughs> and the whole point is to send people to this major yeah. tower. Like that's the you whole point. Think, you would think that I broke all the rules and like <laughs> snuck a snuck a shank in and started stabbing people. I mean, it was, it was just like, yeah, I mean, you know, the reality of it was, did I, did I tell Benny that he was safe? Um, you know, I told him that I didn't want him to see him go. That's what I and saw. I even quoted it. I was like, he didn't say I'm not. He said, I'd like to see you safe. That, you know, right. That's not and the same thing. I, yeah. I mean, I, I knew walking into that competition that Leon and Benny were going to be my greatest competition in the sense of if anybody was going to beat me in a raw power event, it was going to be one of those guys. But if it had to do with movement and skill and coordination and speed, like I knew that pound for pound, if it took power as well, I'd be the one walking out, you know, and I, I proved that with like the climbing and I, you know, and I, and you know, and you know, in the next episode, you know, a little spoiler alert, I prove it when I, in the top three for you know the bench press competition you know where it's like hey like i'm i'm not a bitch <laughs> like just because i yeah. do body weight movement doesn't mean i can't move weight you know i just choose not to make it my main focus and you know it it, it, it was tough on that show you know having to make that first making out making those first two decisions to send the first three teams to their demise i mean basically i became like dr evil you know, and <laughs> despite you know, once like, again, I almost wanted you in the team meeting to be like, uh, what do you guys want me to do? Not send someone, not an option. Right. Like I have right. well, to you know, send. What they don't show is like, I actually recommended that we would go in. I was like, I'll, I'll get rid of Benny myself. I'll get rid of Leon myself. Like that was, was something I told Cece, my partner. She's like, I am not going to the tower. You are not. Going to the tower. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, damn. I'm like, look, I'm just saying that like, I know we're going to beat them because I don't think Victoria can beat you. And it could give us a, a huge advantage to walk into that tower and get the first opportunity to like knock it out and see like what it's all about, knowing that we're coming back. And she didn't like that plan. So we didn't do that plan. Uh, and I have to say, you, know, so, you so instantly I, think I became really, the bad guy. I have to say, I really think you lucked out because I think CC is uh, a great partner for you. You guys seem to have a good chemistry. So uh, just on that side, it is fun to watch you two interact. But I also like that, like, a little bit later in the episode, she's just kind of like, you know, nah, let's just get rid of them. Like, yeah. common sense is hitting me, and now I'm starting to think about it. And it's a competition. And anybody who competes... Right. And understand strategy is kind of looking at that like, yeah, I don't see anything wrong with this. And then all of a sudden, suddenly, you're the worst person in this world. How dare you? Yeah, I know. How dare I? Oh, fitness and reality. Uh, yeah, it, you know, it was it was it was it was a trip. And uh, you know, honestly, um, you know, and then you know, Drew comes along and says that I told him he was safe. And 
me and him got into it, you know, it doesn't show as much on uh, uh, what we got to see. And maybe some, you know, there might be some good supported digital that NBC puts out that I think is going to kind of show a bit more backstory. But, you know, uh, Drew says that I inferred that he was safe. And I'm like, damn, dude. I'm like, inferred? I'm like, I never said you were safe. I said that I said that I, I, I respected your opinion when we talked, you know, but I never said you were safe. There was, those words never came out of my mouth either. So it was kind of interesting, like being like two weeks in a row, people trying to, you know, make me like I was a devious guy, you know, it's really set the tone. And obviously everybody wanted to see me lose and, you know, I pull off a big win and, uh, you know, and I, and we, and we came back and we're super competitive, uh, you know, in episode three and, you know, that, that's, uh, that's, that's what me and CC do. And CC is an amazing partner. Any other woman that would have been on that show that I possibly could have been with would not have gone the way it did, not on a physical level, but on a, on a connection and just overall communication level. And I know as like a person who, you know, spars with people and rolls with people, you got to trust, you got to trust who you're playing with, you know? Yeah, so it's like, yeah. I, I trusted CC because her and I had this connection. You know, I, I see a lot of my wife in her and, um, you know, they, they look similar in a sense, and but they act similar. They're both very headstrong. They're both, you know, Latin. And, um, you know, they both have very similar, you know, stories of, you know, hard upbringing. And, uh, you know, and that I know that that type of person is the person that I need to be around. So it worked out perfectly. I'm glad you picked me. Well, I'm glad that that worked out, too. And, I mean, there's a lot to be said about you sparring. We're going to get to that in a little bit as well. Um, but one of the things that I wanted to ask is because we asked this of all of our friends who have been on reality shows, uh, what is it like to like sit there and watch that episode of you, you know, when they do cut <laughs> things, they do edit things. Do you guys have viewing parties? And if so, like, what does that feel like when you're watching yourself? You know, it's so great. Uh, you know, I had all my friends, I had family there. Uh, there's like 115 people that showed up to this little get together I had at uh, our local, uh, uh, this local bar that we got in town that one of my clients owns and he set it up great. We had like this awesome buffet with like grass fed burgers and bacon and wings and we had this silent auction and raised $2,000 to the Leukemia Lymphoma Society and it, it, the support was awesome. Everybody was like, that's what I would have done. Man, fuck Benny. You know, like, people were like, it was, it was funny. Like people had my back. And everybody's like, man, the way they portray you, that's some bullshit. But it's real. It's real. You know, and it was it was just kind of funny seeing it with like my closest friends, you know, that were having my back. But at the same time, they're like, they're like, but it was kind of fucked up. He told me it was safe. And I was like, damn. <laughs> you know, so it was, it was, it was, it was, it was a trip. Um, you know, the coolest thing was, uh, you know, seeing, seeing, uh, you know, seeing me win, and you know, seeing that, you know, play over. You know, and me seeing it instead of me just like experiencing it. That was, that was crazy. Um, you know, seeing some of the shit people said about me. Cause there's like one thing you'll see throughout the whole series. I don't talk shit about anybody. And I'm just somebody who just is so aware that everybody's talking shit about me that it's like, hey, like if people are saying that there's a target on my back, well, that means you're obviously standing behind me, you know, because that means you're threatened by me if you're putting a target on my back. So it's just, yeah. that's the stuff I would say. And I, I, I would tell people, I'm like, hey, you don't like me, don't talk to me. Like, you don't have to talk to me. There's nothing about the show that says we have to be friends. But, like, I'm not the bad guy. So it's because I won or I put you in the tower, that's part of the game. Like, in Monopoly, when you pass go, you get $200. If you didn't get your $200, you'd be upset. 
you know, so well, this is this is all this is it's all not this just, is all the game. You know, it's not just, hey, you get $200. It's also, hey, you know what, guys? I just passed go, but I'm going to give you guys this $200 instead um, just because it's the way that you would feel good about me giving this game is apparently just giving you all the edges in the world. Here, take a chance card, too, while you're at it. Right, 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 right. Here, actually, have my fucking park walk, park place. <laughs> you know, like. I'll saunter over to a cheaper property. This is, right. yeah, this isn't whoa, a whoa, whoa, whoa. major competition. So Hey, I know yeah, how much yeah. it well, says yeah, on here to charge you for a hotel, but, like, um, let's do it on the sneaks. Come on. Give what you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was an intense competition. You know, we didn't get a lot of rest either. We had long shoot days. Yeah. You know, it's, we weren't working out and we weren't competing we were cooking or we were, you know, in, in interviews, you know, so it was a lot of stress. There was a lot of pressure and there was a lot going on. And, you know, you may see that I got crazy eyes, you know, and some of that, you know, but it's like, Hey man, that's like what happens when you're in an environment where you have to be highly aware of what, yeah. what's happening around you. And if you're somebody who's walking around, like this is a great day. Like, obviously you don't know what's going on behind you. Like there's, there are people trying to get you off this show. Like, and I knew that, <laughs> you know, so it's like, I became that guy on the island. And anybody who says this isn't Survivor, it's like, just because it's not an island, just because we're not walking around half naked the whole time, doesn't mean that they're not trying to get it, you know, that they're not trying to send us away, you know, and it's, uh, it, from the gate, I knew that, and I knew that it had to be about, you know, real competition. So, um, I was watching the movie Fast and Furious on the way home from LA, X, and Jason Statham says something, you know, when Vin Diesel gets out of the car and Jason you know, Vin Diesel pulls out a sledgehammer, Jason Statham pulls out a machine gun. He said, what did you think this was going to be, a street fight? You know, I mean, it's like, this is this is a fight. <laughs> I just Period. watched that. That was a pretty good recap. Yeah. It's like, uh, and yeah, they yeah. agree it's going to be a street fight. Well, you were also the best part about episode two, in the two-hour premiere, because they're all talking a little bit of smack on your grip, and then you just eradicate them in the grip challenge basically it was like well maybe maybe they should uh stop talking a little bit of shit just get to work which was fun on the mma side because that's where you get a lot of you can sort of see your competition spirit come in and we have to ask you about this because when you were fighting mma you, you came in as kickboxer grappler um you were training with brock lesnar and sean shirk can you just Tell us a little bit about that, because uh, you know we've got we've got to nerd out on some MMA with Adam. <laughs> yeah, man, it was it was kind of crazy. I was uh, uh, I, I moved out of Milwaukee, and I had some great uh, coaches, but I knew that I had to you know go somewhere else, and I moved to the Minnesota Martial Arts Academy, and where I was trained by Greg Nelson. Uh, you know, he was my corner for my first pro fight. Uh, my sparring partners were you know Derek Noble, uh, Nick Thompson. Uh, Brock Lesnar, Sean Shirk, um, you know, Chris Toucher. And so it's like, on a, you know, every Tuesday, Thursday, at 4 o'clock, it was banging, you know, banging knuckles with those guys. And, um, you know, that led into some really interesting things. I, you know, eventually uh, changed camps and went, went to Brett Rogers' uh, camp where they asked me to, uh, they saw a lot of how I moved like similar to Fedor and they asked me, you know, cause my, my walk around weight was like 205 to 10 and I'd fight at 185. So I just would, I just went into, you know, eat pizza mode for a minute and bumped <laughs> up to like 220 and I became Fedor for Brett for, you know, 12 weeks. And, uh, 
you know, went to that, went to the Sears Staples, you know, went to the Sears Center in Chicago and, um, you know, was in, you know, Brett's corner when he fought Fedor Emelianenko and, you know, got to train with this amazing fighters in my time, you know, Razor Ron McCullough, Rampage Jackson, Antonio McKee, um, you know, I trained with the body shop in LA for almost a year, you know, and it's, uh, you know, Emmanuel Newton and, you know, Jesse Juarez, who were both great fighters in the, you know, in the Canadian uh, league. Um, Hell yeah. You know, so, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was an amazing couple of years and, you know, people always joked around and they call me Jim Hero Fight Zero, you know, because I was, I, I kept getting hurt kept on having like little injuries and it's because I was just extremely athletic. My skill was kind of, you know, slightly behind a lot of guys, but what I made, lacked in skill, I just made up in speed, strength, and athleticism. So eventually I just kind of, you know, broke my body down a lot. And that's where, you know, a lot of my training methods, I, I call them the, you know, my training, the evolution of my destruction, you know, it's, it's <laughs> my, my thought process and what I did wrong and how to write those wrongs for future generations, you know, which, you know, puts me in a position, you know, where I want to work with MMA fighters because I believe I have the ability to give them uh, maybe not the best MMA skills, but to optimize their human potential and make them just a better human. And, you know, from the way we move, our mobility, our strength, you know, our position of strength, um, you know, I've, I've shown some, you know, really good fighters, some interesting things where it's like I put their hand near their chest and then like push me off of you, you know, and you have mm -hmm. nothing. And then it's like I push your hand two inches off your chest and then you can push. And if people just lack that range of strength within that range of motion. And uh, those are the things that I've been, you know, really fortunate to be working with uh, Sergio Pettis and Anthony Pettis, you know, recently. Uh, who? who are both getting ready. I'm sorry. <laughs> those. Uh... <laughs> they Pettis. sound familiar, but like, I just, I can't. You should try working with people maybe known for their <clears throat> physical physique because those the Pettis brothers are usually pretty out of shape, right, Raph? Am I thinking of the right? <laughs> Very the right low yeah. movement. Um, no, yeah, no, not say. much movement. That's... Well, let's do this because uh, what our listeners may be happy to hear is we have a way to verify how it is you are training with people. So we actually have right now on the line with us, we have Sergio Pettis who will be able to give us a little bit of an insight to how you work as a coach when you're not being threatened by other trainers in a similar setting. Sergio, um, the first question I have for you real quick is, uh, first off, hello, but I, we need to know, have you ever told Adam in any way, shape, or form that he's dead to you? That he's, that he's dead to me? Yes. No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, that's a good start. I think that shows that you may actually be friendly with him. Uh, yeah. For us, we want to know, what is it that he lends best to you when you guys are training together? Oh, man, I just, I feel like we have a similar mindset. You know, this guy's fought before, and um, he understands uh, the fighting way. You know, that's, that's hard for most trainers to do because most trainers train, you know, athletes that are in football, basketball, and when it comes to fight, it's a whole different perspective on, on the, the fight game. It's just, you know, you're, you're in there one-on-one. -on -one. He's been in that situation before, and he's able to relate to us, uh, me and my brother as well. So, um, you know, that, that's something that we, we connected on on a whole other level. It's got to be so great because I know we were joking before, and believe us, we were joking, so please don't hurt us. Uh, but when we say that you guys uh, have 
no movement. That's completely a joke because you and your brother have some of the best movement in the UFC. Is that something that you attribute to him? Because it's a little bit unorthodox, which I think has to be very helpful for your endeavors in the UFC. Yeah, I mean, he, he's helped us think in uh, completely different ways. You know, um, there's there's so many different styles of fighting, and uh, we're able to practice that and do uh, do these these uh, techniques and without honestly hurting each other. You know, this is uh, a way of you know. They're like games. Yeah, they're, almost, games, they're, yeah. they're almost more like fighting games and roughhousing games that take a lot of the, you know, the safety, the risk out of it, where it's like these guys get to truly move without, like, negative reinforcement of getting punched in the face <laughs> and being able to experience, like, a different physical freedom and possibly how to maybe evade or escape out of a different scenario without the, without the resistant confrontation. Yeah, yeah and it's uh, and, a lot, and a I lot think, easier. Um, I think that somebody recently actually said, I think it was like James Krause that recently said, like, I've had a big problem in my career because of how hard I've gone in every sparring session. So I don't think people understand that, you know, if you're a fighter over time, you're going to take that and it's going to become stuff that drags down your career if you just continuously are a million percent in every round. Yeah, man, it's just a wear and tear. You know, the the more you go hard in the gym, that's honestly where most injuries happen is in the gym. And, uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's it's scary to go through that, but you know the, the stuff that we're doing with Adam, it uh, it eliminates that. It makes uh, so it's like you said, it's a safe a safe environment. We get to go outside of the box and um, think outside the box and do different movements to evade certain things and to uh, just you know let our bodies flow. That's you know when you're in the cage, you, you you tense up a little bit, and when when we're able to practice that without you know like like you said without getting hit it it makes us more a little bit more comfortable and to be able to react in different ways in more creative ways now Sergio I got to ask you this is there ever a moment when you go up to Adam and mind you Adam is right next to you so <laughs> keep in mind that as you answer this uh do you ever go up to him and go yeah I know you're giving my brother this but can you give me something better and different <laughs> nah, man, uh, I, I like what we're doing. You know, it relates to both of us, and we're two different athletes, and we got to take it however we take it. And uh, he's just giving us the options. So, I mean, it's... Uh, it's you know, yeah, and I mean, you know, to put on top of that, you know, it's interesting to see the differences, and, you know, in, in Anthony and in Sergio. And, you know, when, when, when Sergio came in, I mean, his body weight to strength ratio is incredible, and, like, his control and teaching him things on paraleets and, you know, advanced, you know, like gymnastic-y type maneuvers on rings. Uh, you know, Sergio was, you know, a little bit ahead of that. And, you know, Anthony uh, struggled a little bit, but then, you know, caught up. And now it's, it's, it's incredible seeing the kind of uh, athletes that they will become uh, just based off of like a higher human potential. I mean, it really is interesting when you, when you, take an athlete, um, you know, Anthony did a lot of lifting, um, prior and where Sergio did a lot more body weight and a lot more, you know, he, Sergio does flipping and tricking. So he's got some good natural athleticism that people haven't even seen in the UFC, but you know, that's the, the idea is to let the genie out of the bottle now. And, um, you know, Sergio and I were actually like two weeks ago in a pool sparring in a pool, you know, so, we wouldn't limit how hard we were throwing our kicks and like mm. teaching our body to pull back on a kick. Like you kind of do in sparring and like literally just like 
railing on each other's legs, but I mean, you barely can hit each other. So it's, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's just a, you know, a different way to train that we can maybe give the longevity of the athletes, you know, a, a yeah. greater, you know, a greater career and a greater quality of life when they're done fighting. And that's, you know, that's what's important for me to give to Sergio and Anthony because they're not just like my, they're not just athletes that I work with. They've, you know, they've become good friends. So is that everybody in Milwaukee that fights at an ultra competitive level? You guys all, I like it. You guys kind of have each other's back. I, the way you described the Pettis brothers, how well would they do in the tower, Adam? Um, in terms of sheer quickness, are they going to set a record? Yeah, man. You know, I think they both do pretty well. I would. Uh, I mean, I, I know one thing. I know they're going to walk into UFC 197 and stomp a hole in their partner's ass. So yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Which, Sergio, what are you doing talking to us? You're fighting at UFC 197 <laughs> in a week. Um, they're putting you up against another Chris, which is probably going to be a bad idea for anyone named Chris. Tell us about 197. Uh, Chris Kaladis fighting. You're in the FS1 prime spot, which is where you belong. What's going on with it? Oh, it's going good, man. I'm I'm in my weight on point, uh, mentally ready, spiritually ready, and I'm I'm ready to go out there and uh, you know, like I said, put on another performance and show my improvement over these past couple months that I've been uh, preparing for this fight. It's always so great when to you're, hear weights on point, we, ref. That's a good. Oh, we can absolutely. breathe because it's like we just like seeing you in the cage. Weights on point, we're good. My weight's always on point. It's just <laughs> never where it needs to be. It's just it's, like on a, a different, different point. Scale. It's a it's a higher uh, point. It's a, <laughs> Yeah. Sergio, when you're about a week out, though, you know, you sound like you're in good mental shape for it. You know, are you at that place where you just you want to be fighting like tomorrow or where where are you? I mean, because you're about out from media week as well. Uh, so exactly like w- tell us your mindset, because it's very rare we get to talk to somebody a week out before they they are fighting. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a little different. You know, I'm 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 more like peaceful right now, and I know once I get into the the plane to Vegas, you know, all the emotions will be jumping. Um, but you know, I I just feel like I said like I, I'm I've done this a couple of times before now. You know, I'm getting used to the UFC. Uh, as so in the beginning, it was a lot harder to deal with the week before the fight, the week of the fight, and uh, I just grew into it. Uh, I'm very excited. You know, this is another opportunity for me to showcase my skills in front of the world. So this is a, I don't see it as a stressing anymore. So it's a blessing. It's a a blessing for me to go out there and perform and be who I am. And I have to ask you this because I, you know, last time, you know, the brothers were saying you guys were like, not going to be on the same card together. And lo and behold, you're on the same card together. Uh, what changed? Because I know that's gotta be hard for the two of you guys. You want to be there in each other's corner. And when it's something as crazy as this, it is very difficult to do. So what like came together to put you guys on the same card? Uh, we just, you know, we both just came to agreement, man, that uh, no matter what happens, is we're in there alone. We take control of our own reality. You know, if I lose and I have a bad outcome, that shouldn't affect the way my brother fights that night. And, um, you know, that's, a, that's what it is. You know, it's, just, it's a sport, and we, we honor the sport. We love the sport, but at the same time, we know that we go in there alone. And we don't, you know, we don't need each other, honestly. We, 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 uh, we train together, we cut weight together, and, like I said, when, when we're in there, it's just we're one, a one-man wolfpack. We got to go out there and perform and uh, take control of our, our destiny and our career. That's great, yeah, and, I mean, and I understand that. But the, I can even the one thing I, their, I can oh, even attest, I can even attest to when they train together that you know the intensity is the same whether they're together or they're alone. You know, and it's because I, I do train them one-on-one sometimes, and sometimes I train them as a 
as a pair and, you know, but they're, they're both hungry on their own. It's, you know, the, the difference is, you know, it's, they're, they may be brothers, but there, there's huge differences in their, in their, in their mindsets, their abilities and, you know, everything. So it's uh, two totally different people, you know, and both on I the mean, same fight night, they're both going to win. So. I, I believe that. And I, I think that's great, but I mean, have you ever considered your family? You, you figure you're going to give them heart attacks the whole time through. The third time that you guys are doing this together, maybe maybe yeah. the advantage is it just gets it done in one night. That way they can yeah, watch both so. the pettits. Like, no, this is actually easier. It's condensed focus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my mom's gonna be there, so uh, we'll we'll definitely see how that goes. She's uh, supposed to be there live, but she's probably going to the restroom as usual. Die <laughs> from it. That's that's perfectly <laughs> fine. But you guys need yeah. to get. You guys need you know, to get her a really good Mother's Day gift for that, for uh, making yeah. sure that she's uh, sitting there to be subjected to to two of her babies getting in there, you know? Both fighters. Uh, we'll take care of her after. <laughs> I wonder if there's like a, like, like if there's not, there should be one, like a MOFO, Mothers of Fighters organization. Yeah, like, like uh, a support like, team. I know, I know that my mom and dad never came to one fight. Well, they never came to one fight to watch. My dad came to one of my fights to tell me that I was a fucking idiot for fighting and to punch a clock <laughs> instead of punching somebody's face and get a real job. I remember that conversation. Wow. And then I had him, and then I had him removed. I had him removed for security reasons. I love the idea of you going up. I love you going up to your dad afterwards and being like, good talk, dad. Yeah, good, yeah. Good, good conversation. That was great, right? Before you fight someone in the cage, that's fantastic. Uh, this has to be asked because Fedor has already been brought up and Risen is going on. And Sergio, I've just promised if I had the chance to talk to you, I would suggest this. Tag Team MMA is a thing. Now, yeah. I, I, I believe you and Adam would sure be the best looking tag team partner. Um, that's a natural place, but you, that might upset the big bro. So Sergio, you've got options and I just want you to entertain it. Scale of <laughs> one to a hundred. How close are we to getting, um, a Pettis brothers tag team MMA group? Man, I don't know. I don't know how we would do together. Anthony, uh, he'd end up hitting me or something. <laughs> <laughs> Here, hold this, hold this monster can. Yeah. <laughs> Sergio's yeah. like not yeah, twice. I'm not falling for it again. It's not gonna happen. I mean, Kev, I love that uh, Sergio's being very honest and saying like, "Do you know that my brother's nickname is Showtime? You really think uh, he wouldn't turn on me mid-match? Which, by the way, would be great drama. So if I'm producing that, I'm putting the two of you together immediately. Uh, He's also, uh, it's, it's, the only way I want to see it is if they both have like Luchadora masks on. There we go. Oh, listen, now, that, that provides okay. us with a lot of options to mix and match. Right. Now we have residual income coming off of masks. It's perfect. Exactly. I mean, I love the, the fact that Adam is seeing this vision through, but I hope you know that was implied. Yeah, we've got the trainer. <laughs> <laughs> because I was certainly on that. And I have to ask now, since Kevin brought it up, you know, Sergio... Is there another set of brothers out there that you guys would like to take on if there was MMA tag team? Um, is there another fighting brother? Yeah, there is other fighting brothers, but the weight classes would be way different, so it would definitely be unfair. I'm a smaller guy, man. We may have to get Ray involved. Yeah, we might have to get my other brother involved. <laughs> <Right. laughs> 
Yeah, you guys, uh, it doesn't count, though, because you're so fast. When you get two fast objects together, uh, things get very different. It's like, where'd he go? Has anyone seen him? Ow! <laughs> Who kicked me in the face? And if people think I'm joking, Sergio jabbed me over the microphone before this started. <laughs> it's a real thing. Adam, uh, you know, we brought up Fedor, and I, I'm so dead set on asking you this, though. When you had to recreate him, does that, like... As a performer, does that mean you also lost your sense of humor? Did you also start speaking <laughs> Russian? I didn't smile for 12 weeks. I was so in character, man. <laughs> um, you know, when I was, uh, when I got to, when I got to quote unquote be Fedor um, for Brett Rogers, it was, uh, it was interesting. You know, I was working with uh, Jay Clark um, and Joey Clark who, uh, Jake, if you don't know the name, watch him in the Rio Olympics, uh, representing our country, uh, for the Greco Roman wrestling. He is one of the best in the world, like number two in the world. So I was working with those guys in the morning and then I'd work with Brett at night, basically mirroring the tosses that I was learning and drilling in the morning with those guys. And, um, it was really interesting because it actually completely changed my fighting style, you know, just learning more of what Fedor would do. Cause I just put more tools in my toolbox and I became really good at throwing people. So that's kind of my, something go. I like to do now is, uh, I don't really Hold mess on. around too much. I don't mess around too much with MMA anymore, but I was, uh, I was rolling with the killer bees in uh, New York city last week and had a really good time. And, uh, it was uh, it was good to put the gi back on and play around. I'm gonna start playing over at Pettis Martial Arts, hey. which is a which is a really dope place in Milwaukee here. And uh, Sergio is one of the teachers there. Are you a brown belt though? No, I'm purple. Purple, purple. He's gonna be a brown belt real soon. Real yeah, soon. I was about to We've say anytime it. somebody yeah, anybody anytime somebody good. says, "Are you a brown yet?" That immediately signals danger. Uh, That's a danger a zone danger. in the jujitsu gym. Also, like, keep an eye on that guy. This is 100% yeah, yeah. true. Definitely got to keep an eye on that guy. There's one. This is 100% true. Also, after uh, Adam mentioned he was throwing people, this is a- absolutely true. On my notepad right here, it says, "Do not let Adam get on the inside while rolling." Yeah, we're constantly <laughs> we're constantly ready for the next grappling match uh, mm-hmm. because we know how you guys operate and we need all the advance notice we can. So. Yeah, I was about to say, I was like, I saw that transition movement, and I was like, nope. Under, against Sergio, I wrote eat. I just wrote try and eat some more weight. That's all I've got. <laughs> eat more food. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, what's, what's funny is uh, when, I was rolling in, uh, when I was rolling in New York with the owner of the gym, who was uh, a brown belt, Dave, I forgot his last name, really great guy. Everybody at Killer Bees is really great. They're on Brooklyn. And... Uh, you know, it was interesting because it was probably the first time I rolled in five years uh, since I, you know, stopped fighting. Like, you know, like really rolled, you know, was mm-hmm. going at it. And, um, it was interesting to see how my movement practice adapted so much of my jiu-jitsu where Gabe gave me a, an incredible, uh, you know, uh, comment, um, you know, compliment that I was impossible to sweep. And... Mm. He was like, your base is crazy. He's like, I could not sweep you for the life of me. And he's like, I don't like to attack out of guard. He's like, so I'm, I was just in a bad way, unable to not get you. And he actually invited me back to New York to teach a, 
a workshop just on improving, improving your base. So you're impossible to be swept, you know? And I think there's a huge uh, arena in this MMA movement world um, that MMA fighters need more mobility and they need, you know, a greater range of strength. And uh, you're going to see it, you know, with Sergio and Anthony and, as uh, and as I'm saying that, I'm actually uh, saying that I got to go train Sergio now. So uh, uh, yeah, definitely, absolutely, and we will let you get off. I was just gonna say you already sold me because I was like, when does this seminar happen yeah, in Los Angeles? Was, because yeah. can we hit that? when you do that? Let me know, and uh, we'll go ahead and make that happen. We know you guys got to get out of here before we get you out. We just want to ask this real quick since you both have things that are coming up. I want uh, Adam if you can predict what will happen at UFC. 197 and Sergio if you can predict what's going to happen with Adam on the rest of strong oh man I, I'm going to say I'm going to say uh, Sergio in the second round with a knockout Yeah. and I'm going to say Anthony is, is going to submit somebody I just don't know what round I just don't know what round but Anthony is definitely taking a submission and Sergio is going to knock some fool out. It's going to be a it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a fight of the night. Matching? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm calling Adam win the show, man. I mean, I think he has the the physical athlete ability to to win the show, and he's got the mindset. So okay, um, now I know Adam can't say yeah. this, but do you know? Don't look at no. him. But do you know, know if he wins? Nah, he hasn't shared anything with me. He's kept on the down low, but in my opinion, I think he's got it. But, like, since you're next to him, can you look at him and be like, blink twice if you don't win? Sergio, what blink. we're looking for. Is, <laughs> uh, He's covering his eyes right now, so I, I can't even. I can't even. <laughs> well, UFC okay. 197, April 23rd. Uh, everyone knows where to find him, but you can see Sergio fighting on FS1. He's the main bout right before they flip over to pay-per-view, which is always, it's a great fighting spot. We're excited to see it. Everyone will get to see Sergio on display. Adam, people can find you Thursday, 8, 7 Central on Strong. Guys, thank you so much for swinging by this morning and uh, have a good training session today. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. You guys have a great day. Raph, I don't know about you, but what a brutal, what a brutal time when we have to first talk to Adam, who's this entertaining person that keeps winning, and somehow that makes him like the worst person they've ever met in a competition setting. These other <laughs> trainers, I can't believe. First of all, he's had no choice but to put up three teams thus far. He and his partner CC, and I'm still just befuddled. The two thirds, sixty-six percent, whatever it is are physically upset with him about it. I don't know if they've ever seen a reality show before, so maybe we should take that into consideration. How dare you not take me to the end and let me keep guiding my without having <laughs> to prove that I'm strong. <laughs> but I also love the fact that like, anytime someone gives the how dare you look on their face, part of me does check out, if I'm being so honest. Because I look at somebody and I go, how are you surprised? Like, it's not like somebody catches me in a submission in jujitsu and I look at them and like, how dare you? What were you thinking? The next time you catch me with a choke that I 
Did I give that to you? I do not choke my own neck. I, wait, yeah, how did I this do work? Not choke my own neck is actually, it's the new. <laughs> don't make me bleed my blood. I did not. Who made me bleed my blood? Nobody makes me bleed my blood. That's the line. Anyway, yeah, I think even more fascinating than that is I love the fact that Sergio Pettis, who did come on the air right shortly after Adam did, which, by the way, thank you, gentlemen, for appearing on the show. He dropped a bomb on Adam and knowing that, yes, there are brothers in MMA besides the Pettis brothers, which begs the question, Kevin, because it really comes to my theory. Is there a secret brotherhood of MMA brothers? Yeah, that you know they have meetings and they won't talk about it. They won't tell us about it. They're just like, oh, I, it hadn't even occurred to me. Roll call. Are the Ellenbergers here? Ellenbergers too. Ellenbergers. Okay. Uh, okay, cool. We'll come back to you guys. The Pettis brothers are here. Diaz brothers not here, but not a surprise. Probably okay. on their way. What do you guys think? No. <laughs> okay. The perpetual update of the Diaz brothers. Uh, so I thought it was fascinating to get to hear that look at it. And it's also nice to hear Adam be very truthful about, uh, McGregor twins, McGregor twins. Okay. Here. I hope that he has a sister and it's Kanina McGregor. (laughs) They look the exact same. They look the exact same, same beard, same face, uh, same accent, same chest tattoo. It's eerie. I will say, I think we might have gotten Adam on our side with the MMA tag team. You can tell Sergio's like, you know, I have a real fight in a week, so my mind's not quite on this fictional world. Uh, he's fighting 197, but uh, I think after that fight, he might he might also consider it a real possibility, Raf. Yeah. They're going to have good. a chat with Dana. It's going to be like, um, you know what's better than just one of us? Seven Pettis brothers. There's probably like all of a sudden they're just going to come out. Ooh, seven on seven too. Raph, I'm just, I'm a good idea machine today. Yes. I'm, so. I'm very happy that they're into the tag team. And the best part is I love it when you said you're like, oh, you know, Risen has an event and everybody in their own collective brains goes, they do, don't they? <laughs> oh, yeah. They are doing that. That's right. They are. Uh, there are no rules, I guess. We may only know that because we have a calendar written with events mm-hmm. right in front of us. But that's not cheating. That's just being informed, people. Yeah, that's how you stay active. Exactly. Ref, it's time for some shout-outs. And what a podcast today, this evening, whenever you're listening to it, driving. I'll start... Man, what a week of training I've had. It feels good to say that out loud, by the way. Like, uh, to no longer just be like, Ref, what are you working on? Hit me with your... Got a fantastic lesson in just getting the hell beat out of me after we did some sweep work. Um, Some really good half guard passing, especially some nice gi tricks, which was good. It was really helpful um, for people that want to pass my half guard. Then on Wednesday, got a nice lesson in some hook sweeps. Having a blast. So to uh, the folks out there at Jubera, both Matt and Will, doing some gospel preaching mm-hmm. in the jiu-jitsu world. And that's going to do it for me, Raph, except mm. it was my sister's 36th birthday. Happy birthday hey. to her. Happy birthday. Yay. The responsible Phillips. 36. Yeah. The, yeah. 
<laughs> uh, we want to go ahead and continue the shout-outs with our good friends at Valley Martial Arts Center. The Mecca. Went there last night. Uh, found out my uh, my instructor, Marcelo, there, our black belt, he, um, he had high blood pressure. So I, I go to check on him. I'm like, how are you doing, man? And he's just like, Hoffa, you know, blood pressure. It sucks, man. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, but you know what's good? Go choke someone. Much better. And I was like, thank you very much, Marcelo. I'm glad. Sage, sage advice. That's the case. So uh, we had a good time laughing about that. So uh, shout out to him. Shout out to everybody uh, over there. Uh, great training going on that way. I also want to shout out the new kids who are joining up. I don't know their names, but when I do find them out, I will tell you. I think one of them's Chris. One of them's James. Uh, there might be a Dan couldn't tell you in the least, but they're new and they're nice and they're great and they won't listen to this yet unless they listen to it in the future. And they're like, Raph, how come you didn't know my names? And I say to you the same thing I say to everyone, how dare you speak to me? So let's go ahead and go on to our good friends over at breakdown Academy. Breakdown. Uh, John Evans is working on some great stuff. Uh, he actually got all of his floor mats done, and the sidewall mats are now up there. So it literally, Kevin, I want to tell you this quick story. The reason why I bring this up is uh, John has a really good lasso grip. So most people lasso's grip, the I can kind of work around or at least kind of uh, at least work to pass or somewhat knowledgeable of what I'm doing. Um, but John's grip is very, very strong. So when he lasso grips you, uh, he's able to just really crowbar sweep you and move you a lot. In this particular instance, because now we have the wall mats, he literally got childlike glee when he grabbed the lasso grip and kept throwing me into the wall mats repeatedly. <laughs> just for funsies that I was trying to break the grip. Like, okay, dude, that's funny, but I'm trying to pass you or at least get rid of this grip. And I just kept going into the wall mats. So, yes, we do have wall mats now. Thank you, John. That's quite clear. They do look beautiful. So, you know, you got to celebrate They look that. great. So uh, we also have a couple of videos. Uh, and a congratulations uh, to our good friend Stephen for getting his first stripe in a long journey. He has been training with us for a while. And uh, he's a great training partner. So I, I'm sure there's going to be uh, a fast, fast amount of stripes that come sooner than later but it was great to see him get his first one if you haven't seen our video go visit us on instagram at verbal tap cast we have a nice little video uh re summarization of what it feels like for a white belt to get their first stripe i think it, it speaks to all of our hearts uh we also want to say thank you to all the good folks over at nbc leslie schwartz uh, we also want to thank my good friend Austin Stack uh, for helping uh, with today's episode. They were very instrumental in helping coordinate things. And nice shout-outs to our good friends uh, Amy and uh, Devin, which, by the way, Kevin, it's very rare, but it is a small world that every once in a while you will look on an email chain. And uh, in coordinating Adam coming on the show, uh, somebody I went to high school with. <laughs> On the email chain, who is uh, works publicity, and she's like, Raph? And I go, yep, it's me. She was like, oh my god, I see your podcast. It's like, all the time. That's so rad that you guys are going to do this together. So, small world, but uh, Devin, it's great hearing from you. I hope you're doing well. And uh, again, of course, our thanks to Adam and Sergio for coming on. I hope they had a great time, and we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. 
that's going to do it for us tonight. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and keep punching. Yeah, that's definitely, <laughs> definitely He says that. That's the thing he says. You keep punching. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go watch Chet Dredd. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>